This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Christmas Eve Eve, and here on Blue Monday, we're looking ahead to Ipswich Towns. Festive fixtures. So in the words of John McLean, welcome to the party, pal. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town Up or Down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward, and you're tuning into the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Ground Pub in Ipswich. We're available every week on YouTube video and podcast audio. And tonight we are festively live. So we want to hear from you joining me. You you love Die Hard, don't you? You bloody love Die Hard. Seb Brown, how are you? I'm all right, mate. An excellent intro. I watched it last night, actually. It was the uh, uh, the annual tick-off of watching, watching Die Hard and Christmas. When you said in the words of John McClane, I got a little bit worried for a minute, thinking what line were you going to come out with? But, um, <laughs> but no, absolutely love Die Hard. Brilliant, brilliant film. And it's definitely a Christmas movie, despite what some people may say. What's, what's your best, what's your favourite Christmas? Is, it, is that it? Yeah, it probably is. To be fair, we, we've been choosing me and my me and my partner. We've been choosing each night to you know one of our choice. The closer it gets to Christmas, and I wanted to keep that one until the day I finish work. So that's probably my my very favourite. Also, along with the Muppets Christmas Carol, which is my guilty pleasure, and of wow. course Home Alone and Elf. I was going to say no mention of Home Alone. That was took a while. Home Alone too, as well. A, a rare instance of a sequel being as good, if not maybe better than the original. And I got a talk boy summer as well. I should have brought I should have brought that out with me, shouldn't I? And that should have been my intro. You could have you could have reserved a room at the Plaza Hotel in a deep voice. <laughs> we are live. Year. We are live. <laughs> we are in Christmas jumpers as well, which are hot as. So I've got a Star Wars jobby on. You've got is that an Ipswich Town one? Yeah, I would stand up, but all the wires will come out. It's the Ipswich Town oh. one with the big reindeer and the club yeah. badge sort of on the, nice. the midriff somewhere. I think I bought it eight years ago and the uh, yeah, lockdown hasn't been kind, so I'm kind of packed into it a little bit. Nice. We can't see just like shoulders up, Seb, so don't worry about it. You don't need to be too honest. Um, good morning and a Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. All the best from Brisbane from my, my mate Michael. Words. Um, Charlie, evening to you. MW, great to have you with us. Brendan, Merry Christmas all. Good to have you with us too. FBL Tractor, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Um, Nick, happy Christmas to you. Mullet, watch your lads. Merry Christmas to you as well. Mullet, good to see Sebastian back. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, Seb, fully recovered. Um, good to have you back with us. Um, FBO Tracks are a big fan of Muppets Christmas Carol. 
Um, I've never watched that all the way through. It's one of those ones. I know what? bits of it. Yeah, I know. I know. Really? Yeah, I've never so... watched it all the way through. Oh, that explains I mean, so many, yeah. so many other things films now. That will make you sick that I've not seen all the way through. The Goonies. I've never watched it all the way through. Seriously? True story. True story. I'm going to shout out for Gremlins as a Christmas film as well. I think that's underrated as well. Have you seen that one all the way through? Or? I have seen that one all the way through. And thank you very much. Have you seen yeah. it as a nice happy film till he feeds them after midnight? <laughs> so you think it's a nice plush Disney oh, movie and you turn yeah. it off. Oh, thank you. Oh, lovely. Uh, Idris to Andrew. Love the away shirt. Yeah. Um, the old um, green and burgundy one, which I'll be wearing um, on Boxing Day in, in homage to um, Shelter's No Home Kit um, campaign where um, donates there. And I think the club would be getting involved in that. Had they not foolishly worn it for um, Derby, which, you know, we talked about that. Um, even to Mark, um, any attempts on the pronunciation there? I'll Set? leave that one to you. No? Well, Mark, maybe you can phonetically kind of spell that one out for us. That would be great. Um, Nick's a big fan. Goldfinger. I mean, James Bond always on, isn't it? As is Escape to Victory as well. Good shout there. Um, Nick's buying his Christmas junker in the January, <laughs> January sales. Good smart. Yeah, good smart move there. Um and two wise men, says FBO Tractor. Bees on Earth, says Eric. Good to have you with us as well. So we'll be talking about, we'll be focusing our attention on Oxford. We've got a few bits and pieces of news to talk about as well. But as we're live, whatever you want to talk about, Christmas films, Christmas jumpers, um, best um, best bit of Christmas meal, which isn't the turkey, but turkey may be a bit overrated anyway. Anything like that, whatever you want to take us. I don't know, bread sauce. I'm learning all new things about you tonight. You've never seen oh, no, Robert's Christmas Carol. Turkey. You've never seen The Goonies. You think Turkey's, turkey's overrated? No, I just, uh, when it comes to the bit of choosing your favourite bit of a Christmas lunch, Christmas dinner, depending on where you're in the country, what would you, you wouldn't pick the turkey, would you? It's too obvious. No, but I'm a big, big fat. It would be my, probably yeah. my top, probably my probably second, saying, to be fair, after the, the pigs in blankets. Well, there you go. That's what I mean. Um, even some mullet, Yorkies, Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, definitely. And he's, Big fan of Die Hard as well. See, um, I don't agree with the Yorkshire puddings. To me, that should only be on beef. Well, you're. I was raised properly. Yeah, but you're now up north. I know oh, we have them. Yeah, it's, it's you're rather half of them. We have to do. Yeah, we have to yeah. do it. But I don't. I don't agree with it. Do it properly. So, if you are worth mentioning as well, see this is going out live. So do get involved in the chat. But we know that people will be watching this over Christmas as well. So if you're watching this, particularly watching it on Christmas Day, um, and. We know Christmas Day isn't necessarily exciting or fun for everyone. A lot of pressure, a lot of noise, a lot of people might be working as well. So um, this show is for you. Um, we hope that everyone has a, re- a restful and relaxing Christmas as much as possible. Well, we're just going to talk about football, hopefully be an hour or so of distraction. Um, but we hope you are well whenever and wherever you are listening to us. Um, and we will be back over bits and pieces over Christmas as well. So there'll be plenty more from us, um, but do look after yourselves and um, have the best time that you can possibly have. Um, let's talk about football though for a second, Seb. Boxing Day game coming up. When was the last time Ipswich won on Boxing Day? Uh, it wasn't three years ago because we drew nil-nil and I was there with uh, Gillingham. So it must have been because I'm a bit of a nerd. So I probably know this. Oh, it was um, it was uh, uh, Luke Chambers in the 90-something minute against... Bloody hell! QPR, yeah, two thousand and oh man, I thought it was really sixteen. Clever. That must have been well, twenty fifteen, sixteen season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last year, no game. Year before, yeah. no game. Yeah, three years ago, Gillingham nil nil. Year before that, eighteen nineteen. For some reason, we didn't play Boxing Day either. We played Borough on the 29th, but we had a gap. I can't remember why. I thought we played away at Millwall and lost. Maybe Grant that Ward, was it. Grant Warren did his ACL, I think. 
there's might be a gap on Wikipedia then. I, I think, was... yeah, I think we, I think, yeah, that rings a bell. It, it, I think it was around that time of the year. Grant Ward got a pretty bad injury and. We certainly didn't win. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, I've not, yeah, Millwall was on the 1st of January. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Oh, that was at home. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, so, yeah so, and then. Fair enough. Yeah. Nil nil QPR, two nil to Fulham. Previous to that, and, and of course the fourteen fifteen was top of the league at four four two at oh. Brentford, wasn't it? Yeah, well, were you there? For there. That? Did you go to that one? I was there? Yeah, outstanding top for two hours. That was a good outstanding. Out. And then we and that two one against QPR, Chambers ninety plus two, as you said. We then beat Brighton at the Amex um, a couple mm. of days later. So Daryl Murphy. 26th, 29th, So nice symmetry yeah. there, but yeah, not a great. Uh, we usually play at home. But not a great record in recent years, but largely out of logistics rather than anything else. So well done. That was you were much better at that than I was expecting. That was disappointing. Never mind. Uh what else have we got? Uh, Macau Square Cream over mince pies and also in the ear of a family member. There you go, Michael. That's <laughs> there's an Aussie tradition for you down there. Um Yorkshire pudding on Christmas dinner. We've still on mullet set. Yeah, we're all oh, here we go. Well done, MW. FPL's a southerner, he's doing it. There you go. Madness. My, Nick, happy with a plate of pink and pigs in blankets and veg. There you go. Um, you need to care, I'm saying, um, from all of us to you. Merry Christmas from Town Sports Club of Norway. And to you guys, What's how do you say Merry Christmas in Norwegian? That's what, that's what we all want to know. Evening to David. Great to have you with us as always. Evening from Chile, NYC. Yeah, zero degrees. Going this through this kind of polar... Vortex There's a thingy vortex as well, isn't it? winter bomb, isn't it? I've been seeing videos on TikTok all day of people yeah. throwing boiling water in the air and it just instantly evaporates. It's incredible. Jay said, even to you, McKenna, expecting an exciting game. Think it'll be another part mm-hmm. of the bus. Well, Seb's got plenty of stats to, to corroborate that thought, maybe. Um, and 14 15 season, what could have been? Yes, hopefully, we will learn our mistake from the January window. Merry Christmas to you, David. Let's talk about um, bits of transfer news or anticipatory transfer news, shall we? Um, Massimo Luongo, Seb, and Jack Taylor are being linked. Your thoughts on those two? Yeah, obviously Luongo, it was announced he's been training recently, hasn't he? He's still contracted to, to Middlesbrough, and obviously we've got that that link up there with Michael Carrick and McKenna being ex, ex-compadres at Man United and, and good mates, I assume. So, yeah, it, it ticks a lot of a lot of bills, a lot of boxes. You know, he played last year for Sheffield Wednesday. I was kind of surprised he didn't get snapped up last summer because he's, he's of a good age, of a good pedigree. You know, he's, I, was, I was quite surprised that he's not featured at all for uh, for Middlesbrough. I, I can't proclaim to know much about their central midfield situation, but I would have thought he's the kind Matt of player Brooks. that would have, would have, yeah, of course, uh, the kind of player that would have got to move somewhere. So if he's happy to come in on a maybe a six-month deal or maybe a six-month with a one-year trigger if we go up, then I've got no issues with that. We're going to need a, a body, to coin my, my favourite phrases, to replace Don Ball. Obviously, he's out for the season, unfortunately. Evans is now working his way back to fitness. So it's an area we need somebody. And um, if it happens, I've got no real issues with it. I thought he was okay 10 years ago, would it have been? You know, at the start of the season, we were both at Cambridge. I think we saw him play. Chopper got a couple of goals. I thought he looked neat and tidy. But Mm -hmm. as soon as Mick came in and we found ourselves in that awful situation, he was never going to feature much, was he? He's not the kind of player you'd want around for a, a, a relegation scrap, given that he was a kid at the time out of Spurs Academy. But... If he wants to join on a six-month deal, no issue at all. You know, he'll he'll know McKenna from his time past. So I guess he'll know the kind of football McKenna likes to play from their, their crossover time at Spurs. So ticks a lot of boxes. And if we can get it done, happy days. Uh, Jack Taylor, I, I'm not a professor to know a huge amount. Obviously, one of the signings from the lower leagues. Um, we were linked with a big money bid for in the summer, but I suspect if we're going back in, it won't be the same kind of figures that we were quoted in the summer. Um, three goals, I think. Not too many assists, but probably feels like an kind of a Evans or Morsey type as well? 
Yeah, he's more of a box-to-box, isn't he? I remember doing the research for Peterborough a couple of weeks ago, and his heat map is very much kind of box-to-box. I, I was going to say, mention Eric's comment there. Yeah, the, the thought of a, a, a tailor from Peterborough does kind of fill you with dread. But he's a quality player. They signed him from non-league. Quality player who's become a real kind of mainstream of their, of, of their central midfield and done very well for them. You know, he's got a bit of experience at, at championship level. I know the figures in the summer didn't Barry Fry quote 10 million or something crazy. So, you know, you're probably looking at, what, 1.5, 2 million maybe if you want to go out and, and, and get that deal done. And then I guess you've got another one on these potential journeys who could move up the league with us. You know, he's got some experience there last year. So again, if you can get it done and it's not a silly, you know, a silly fear or anything, then then you're simply adding quality to an area of the squad that needs it. And yeah, again, I'm I'm all for it. Charlie D. Luongo, bit of a unit from memory. I think he is now. He wasn't when. Uh, yeah, I think he was quite small he, at the time. Was yeah. he? A bit of an El Mazzuni. He was quite small. Then he kind of bulked up as his career has gone on. So he looks he looks bigger now. Um, but yeah, and more, more experienced than Humphreys as well. I really like Cameron Humphreys. I think he's done exceptionally well. But I think he's, he he might start to suffer from not getting a bit of a rest. You know, playing week in week out. He's the kind of player at that age. You're going to have to take him out every now and again. So having a different option in there can only be a good thing for his development as well. I think. And Max says, yeah, more physically mature, definitely. Won't get pushed around. Um, FBL, uh, Luongo makes a lot of sense. Taylor has more upside long-term, but we could end up with too many central midfield next season, we shall see. Um, and uh, Michael, will he be the signing just in case we don't? Yeah, it's good to have the options though, isn't it? And it feels like yeah. McKenna said that he wants to get business done earlier as well. So yeah. um, there you go. Um, even it's a flim-flam. Um, fam thinks I'm rapping Prezzies, <laughs> the fools. We won't rat you out, don't worry. Not that we could. Um, Jason, give Tadra Mistel summer long. I can fill the gap on a free. Yeah, well, but you are better with FFP rules because I'm a bit of a nerd. You yeah. are better doing it now. So if you if you're going to sign him, do it in this league before FFP starts to kick in. A disappointing news about Panucci camera as well, Seb. Out for another few months. A third surgery required there. Yeah, um, that's third, gone I, wrong, I isn't it? Yeah, I, I must have missed it. Well, I didn't realize he'd had, he'd had an operation since joining us. I knew he had the operation with Plymouth, and I thought he was just kind of working his way back to fitness after that. So, yeah, three operations. Sad for him. Um, in reality now, you know, McKenna's come out and said it's going to be months, isn't it? I think he says he, he will be back by the end of the season. But in reality now, that's going to be one for, for next year, isn't it? I don't think we can put too much kind of hope on him this season. Because even if he comes back kind of, you know, late March, April time, you've still got to get up to match fitness then, haven't you? So, he might well be one that we see the benefits of uh, next year. He's a quality player, you know, one of the one of the best midfielders in the division last year, without a doubt. He's just going to need a bit of time to get himself right, I guess. He will, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Let's move on to Oxford, shall we? Um, it's a weird situation, Oxford. Probably that they're going on the trajectory that I anticipate MK Dons to do, and MK Dons just just plateaued, didn't they? Particularly after we beat them and have now sacked their manager, sacked Liam Manning and replaced him. Um, But that slow start, they tend to go on streaky runs. And we are seeing a streaky run right now, aren't we? Um, Talk to us about Oxford's situation, Seb. Yeah, so they're currently sat 15th in the league with 26 points. Now, I think that's a kind of a, you know, to quote Mick McCarthy, they're no mugs. That's a bit of a false position, I think, in the league. I think they're a better side than where the league table kind of has them at the moment. They've played 21 games, won six, drawn eight, lost seven, scored 26 goals, conceded 22. Of the last six games, they've drawn four and won one. The draws were Sheffield Wednesday away last weekend, which we'll come on to. Accrington, Forest Green, Rovers and Shrewsbury. And the one win was against Port Vale. However, they are unbeaten in their last 10 games. They've not lost. That's uh, they've not. Yeah, they've not lost um, since the game against Peterborough back in October. So although they're kind of, you know, sort of, it's one of those, it's in this league, isn't it? If you just draw games, you don't really get anywhere, do you? That's what we kind of found. Draws are the, what, what, what kills you. And that's what they're really kind of struggling with. But they're, yeah, they're on a, a reasonable run, 10 unbeaten. So I think 
this will be quite a tricky game personally on, uh, on Boxing Day. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, the, we talk about the attacking stats because that possibly explains the situation with them right now. But yeah, away form decent enough, isn't it? And yeah, yes, and I mean Peterborough in in those um, Sheffield Wednesday are in those games as well. Um, yeah, the away and, form's and it, very solid. Yeah, they're eighth yeah. in the league for the away form. Fourteen points from eleven games. Played eleven away from um, the Kassam. It's still the Kassam years, isn't it? Uh, one three, drawn five, lost, only lost three games on the road. Uh, Thirteen goals scored, eleven against. Last time out, they should have won. They they drew nil nil, didn't they, with Sheffield Wednesday last weekend? And it was a game they really should have won. They missed a penalty in the ninety sixth or ninety seventh minute, and they missed an absolute sitter as well. I think it was James Henry fired over from about five year, yards out, and the you know they went to Hillsborough and finished with fifty three percent possession 13 shots five on target so yeah to quote mick again oxford are, are, are no mugs and um and it's gonna be a, bit of a difficult one i think they they really were unlucky last weekend against wednesday they should have won that one flim flam here it's a fair it's an interesting point as well they're kind of again a similar trajectory to us last season perhaps the, the slow start admittedly they haven't changed the manager like we had to but yeah starting to maybe again similar to us said maybe lift left it a little bit late to make a challenge I think so, yeah. So they missed, they've had two consecutive years in the playoffs, didn't they, at this level? Oh. Our first two years back, they finished in the playoffs. Missed out last year. They finished eighth, I think it was. So they missed out on the playoffs last year. And then I guess the difference between us and them this year is they haven't really got any kind of pressure on them. I guess they, are they expected to be in the top six, given the clubs that are now in this league? So I guess that might buy, you know, Robinson a bit of time and maybe a bit of, bit of a transition season. You know, if he can finish the second half of the season well and get them, you know, top 10, uh, with an outside chance of six, and they can look to really build and go again next year, I guess. Do we say, did you say playoffs two years running? Because it was I an eighth so. place finish last time out, wasn't it? I'm reading your. Yeah, but the two research. years before that. So our, yeah, yeah, our yeah. first two years back down, yes. Yeah, so the COVID season, they finished in the playoffs, sure. and the year after that, they finished in the playoffs. And last year was eighth. They missed out by seven points. They finished on a 76 points, six points ahead of us. Uh, but they still missed out on the playoffs because of that crazy high number that you needed last year to get anywhere in there. And the uh, the, the 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 spoils were shared last year between us, weren't they? We had the nil nil draw in November at Portman Road. I wasn't there, but I remember an awful lot of S Housery, which seemed to start quite early on in the game. Yeah. If I remember rightly from the reviews and the stuff that I read on the forums, they we hit the woodwork twice through Bon and Selena, um, but a, a frustrating day all round, not helped by their on-field antics. Keep and then we had the. Cramp. That's the first oh, time I've it? seen a keeper with cramp. Okay, oh, sorry, yeah, so. A keeper with cramp. <clears throat> I wrote that like last weekend as well, didn't we? Away to Wickham, the poor guy went down, which Craig got a great photograph for for the uh, uh, for the thumbnails for the, the flagship show. And then, of course, we had the game oh. in March. Yeah, the heartbreak. You know, we played really well that day. Selena puts us 1-0 up in the 70th minute with a lovely goal after some great work by Burns down the right-hand side. And we look like we're going to do it and we're going to claw back some ground and we're all absolutely buzzing. And then Luke McNally in the 95th, was it? 96th minute. It felt like the very last kick of the game. Rises high at a corner and uh, yeah, breaks our hearts. And was the next game Cambridge at home? I think Ooh, it might pass. have been. I think it, I think it knocked the stuffing out of us a little bit. Cambridge was either next or the one after that or something. Yeah. And I think at that point we all kind of realised that even with this m- miraculous form McKenna was showing, we we, we simply weren't going to make it. Will we? And we'll come back to these weird score lines we've got. These binary kind of zero zero one 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 zero 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 one scores that we've got with with Oxford at the end. But yeah, examples of of those there last season. Um, David, up to his usual generous antics. Thank you so much for the super chat, David. We appreciate that. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for your generous support throughout the year. You are a star, David. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Michael, uh, worried about the big crowd effect on some players if we start to leave. You seen that, Seb? 
It's going to be a big one, isn't it? It's going to be the, the highest of the season, they reckon, so far. So I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I found McKenna's kind of comments a bit strange today. I don't know if he's trying to put a bit of pressure on them to say they're, you know, an attractive side because all the games we've had between us since we've come back down would suggest the exact opposite. You know, like you said, we'll come on to this weird, these weird results between the two of us. But I, I, I wouldn't associate, when, when I think of the sides that would come to Portman Road and kind of have a go with the likes of, I guess, Peterborough, maybe a bit, you know, a bit less after we saw them last weekend. But before the season, MK Dons, you know, the kind of sides that would come and have a go. I don't think i'd have oxford in that bracket personally i think i'd have them in the kind of the fleetwood the the morecams the cheltenham's who will come and try and frustrate um and kind of you know get the crowd on the players backs and stuff so i was surprised by mckenna's comments yeah i was i've been disappointed whenever we played oxford as well even the, mm. the game at, at their place last season the one all they we should have absolutely battered them shouldn't we and the fact that that ended with a one all draw is just it was one of those ones at the moment at that, that time where we just couldn't really deal with that. And um, Max here still haven't figured out our team with so much possession in our box against so many teams parking defenders get so few penalties. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the numbers don't add yeah. up to the side without amount of penalty box entries should be getting way more. Jason um, need plenty of shots from outside the box on Boxing Day. Well, I don't know, yeah. we will, Jason. To be honest, I, we might need oh, it, but it's, it's not. Is it? No, it's not how we do it, is it? It will be the fullbacks to the byline and look for cutbacks for the the greater XG kind of chances. I think. But we'll talk about we'll talk about us um, later on, and we want to get your predictions as well. And we'll talk about Portsmouth too. So if you want to get thoughts about that game, in but we'll stick with Oxford for now. Talk about Carl Robinson. Seb, give us some stats about him. Yeah, been there since March 2018. So he's managed 258 games, 116 of them, drawn 56, lost 86, so 1.57 points per game. I guess he's best known for his spell at MK, isn't he, where he got them all the way up to the, the championship in the kind of 15, 16, was it 16, 17 seasons? So that's where he's best known from. Spell at Charlton as well. Um, I quite like him. Didn't he sign a five-year deal on the back of their playoff campaign the second season I think he signed a big deal and they kind of stuttered a little bit the following season so I don't mind him as a manager you know I find some of the antics and stuff frustrating obviously but he's generally done a decent job wherever he's gone yeah I'm not sure I'm a fan anymore I I, I quite like him because of the tactics a little bit yeah okay. I just I, he always I mean streaky Carl is what I've consistently called him they're on a really positive streak right now don't get me wrong um, I'm just not it just I don't know. There's something about him that doesn't convince me, put it that way. And the, the, the failure in the playoffs maybe is a symptom of that. Who knows? Maybe I'm being overly critical. Who knows? Let's talk about his style of play then in, in his formation. Seb, it's a four at the back, isn't it? Yeah, four three three is what's been used most this season. They've used that 11 times, and it's been a four two three one on five occasions. So it's basically the same thing, isn't it? You just advance one of your central midfielders slightly more forward. So he's kind of pretty much kind of set in his ways. And the the key players, I guess, we'll we'll, we'll discuss the five year deal. Yeah, how long has Lambert got left to go? Has he got two years left to go after <laughs> New Year's Day or whatever? It seems crazy. Well, he's still being paid by us, isn't he? I, there's Absolutely. probably some settlement. I remember the was it Alan Pardew signed a seven-year one once and got sacked a little while later. I think Moyes was quite a big one Moyes. at Man United as well. But but yeah, these guys who are still probably getting yeah weekly wages. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy when you think about it. Probably paying Lambert's mortgage, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us about the key players. Then obviously in a usual pre-match, we'll go into a bit more detail. But there's a, there's a kind of handful of key names that we want people to look out for. And there's one that everyone will know the name of. Cameron Brannigan, obviously, is their main guy. Linked with Blackpool this summer. And I guess quite a few of us thought he might finally make the move up a, up a division, see how good he really is. But he elected to stay. I think he signed a new three-year deal and elected to stay. He, uh, Yeah, close to the season starting as well. It was, was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Because he was linked there. with Blackpool, wasn't it? 
That's it, yeah, Blackpool, right on the eve of the season. He's their top scorer with six goals. He does take penalties. I got a bit excited because he went off injured last weekend against Wednesday, but he's, he rolled his ankle in about the 60th minute or so. But they've come out this week and said he's fit and he's fine to play. So he's well-schooled. He came through the Liverpool Academy, didn't he? So he's a, he's a classy player, averages 56 touches per game with 34 passes per game with an accuracy of 79%. So he will kind of look to make them tick. And he's a, he's a player I really, really like. I, if we went out and bought Cameron Brannigan in the January window, I'd be absolutely delighted because I really, really like him. One player who's had a, a slow burn career is Billy Bowden. Um, I caught I caught my eye at Swindon, I think. He might have been at Swindon and went to Preston. Preston, and it never, yeah. Never really yeah. worked out. And he went to Oxford about three or four years ago, I think. It's been a while there and never really featured. Then last season, I think he started to feature a bit more. And this season, made a lot more of a contribution, hasn't he? Yeah, doing well. He kind of plays either wide right or wide left in the front three. Three goals and two assists so far this season. He's also got two red cards this season as well. So I don't know much. I don't know if he's a, a hothead or what the, the circumstances around the red cards are. But yeah, he's clearly got a bit of a bit of a trigger to him. But he's doing well this season. He'll kind of play uh, to one side of Matty Taylor, who will be the number nine, who is still around. He's, he's not doing amazingly this season. I think he's only got two goals in, in 15 games or so. And Marcus Brown is likely to be the other player of the front three. So him and Bowden will be either side of of Matty Taylor. Brown's got one goal and three assists so far so far this season. So they're kind of the threat, the three threatening players with Brannigan slightly behind looking to dictate play. Is Brown another ex-Preston? I might be wrong about that Don't one. Don't know. The name rings a bell anyway. Um, other names you want to mention? There's some big names that people should know aren't there, but... Yeah, names people Riffling. will remember. So yeah, James Henry's 33 now. Uh, I think best known for his time at Millwall, was it? I think yeah. I want to say. Yeah, he, uh, he's the guy that missed from about five yards out of Hillsborough last weekend. He comes off the bench generally these days. And Yannick Wiltshut, who I seem to remember gave Luke Chambers an absolutely torrid time once for Wigan, Wigan. would it have been? Yeah. Wigan, he's 31. He's a, a bench option as well these days. And then you've got Josh Murphy, who I had to remind myself was a one-time £11 Excellent million. Pound. Yeah, he went from Norwich to, to Cardiff for 11 million quid in 2018 or 2019. So they have got a bit of quality there amongst the amongst the subs. Murphy was the player who missed the penalty last week at Sheffield Wednesday. He's only, I think he's only started one game this season. He's very much a bench option, but... For a player that once went for eleven million quid, not that long ago, a bit like Alfie Mawson actually last week, wasn't it for uh, for Wickham? You know, sometimes um, yeah, if you can reinvigorate these guys, then you've got a, a hell of a player on your hands. I was going to ask you about Alex Gorin because I remember talking about him twice last season as being a key player. Poor guy, recovering from an ACL, and he's yeah. out with something different now. Yeah, another bad injury, probably out for the season. He's done his, I don't know if it's his ACL again or a, a secondary knee injury, but yeah, poor guy was working his way back to fitness and he's uh, he's uh, out for the season. It's looking like that was confirmed this week. And they've also got Carl Joseph, who is a, a centre forward. I guess they were looking to kind of eventually look to replace Matty Henry. He's on loan from Swansea. Uh, Matty, uh, Matty Taylor, sorry. He's on loan from Swansea. Five goals. We started well, but he's out with a, uh, with a knee injury, as well, an ankle injury, sorry, as well. So he won't be featuring. Let's talk about kind of style of playing some stats and um Bless you, David. Thank you for my praise for my Star Wars Christmas jumper. Um, I guess the one that surprised me most and possibly chimes with our experience of playing Oxford was 46.8% possession, um, for, oh, at least for away matches. I don't think the home is much better, which is the 14th highest in the league. 16, um, 67% passing accuracy. I'd, I had them down as a, a possession-based team. I did. Reason, but yeah. seemingly not. I did as well. I agree. That's how I remember his sides playing when he was at MK and Charlton and stuff. And and what we've played in the last few years have been traditionally very tight games. And like you, I had them down as a you know a, a keep the ball kind of side and knock it around and maybe some of the Lambert era kind of passing around a back four. But that would then breed you know better passing accuracy. So likewise, I was I was surprised with those numbers. 
and uh, but they are quite high for dribbles and you know that's the wide players certainly so no surprises there but clean sheets not great three clean sheets all season only one in their away matches um not i mean the shots conceded per game isn't terrible do concede a lot of fouls though maybe mm-hmm. more of this kind of shit housery you talked about yeah. three red cards is the joint worst in the league um most fouls conceded or yeah yeah, so maybe there's a little bit of an edge to them, Seb, a little bit of a nasty. I think so, yeah. I mean, they average 13.7 fouls per game away from home, which is the the top of the league. It's the worst defenders in the league. And like you said, three red cards is the joint worst in the league as well. So I think they've got a bit of an edge about them. Um, I was trying to find some stats, you know, like ball in play kind of stats. I looked <laughs> last weekend for Wickham and couldn't find any. And, and likewise for these guys, I couldn't find any either because I think that would be quite an interesting one based on the, the memories and the experiences we've all got from them. On, on attacking stats, I'm, I'm surprised um, they're 19th for big chances created. So clearly not creating a massive amount of chances, but but eighth for expected goals. So when they do create chances, they tend to be good quality. So presumably middle of the goal, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, ninth highest goals on the road, 13, not, you know, not terrible by any means. Um pretty average when it comes to shots per game and shots on target per game. Um, but talk to us about set pieces. Yeah, 31% of their goals away from home, which is four out of the 13 they've uh, they've conceded, are, have come from set pieces. So they are vulnerable. And obviously we are, well, we were before last weekend. I'm not sure if we still are. We were at one point the, the best from set pieces in the division, weren't we? So that could be a real avenue of, of opportunity for us tomorrow as well. Am I right in saying that's both sides of the coin, though? They do score a few goals from set pieces too, though, yeah? They do as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so four of the 13 goals away from them are scored from set pieces, but 33% of them are conceded okay. from set pieces. So they are strong in, yeah, de- de- decent in both boxes. Sorry, decent in the attacking box, not amazing in the defensive box. So to, to, let's let's summarise things then with Oxford. It's not going to be um, possession v possession. It'll nope. be probably consistent with the experiences that we had against them last season. We know that we've got a history of these kind of binary nil-nil, one-nil, nil-nil, one-one kind of score lines. And I'll get you to give us a stat on that in a second, or at least some history on that. Um here's Carl. Um I think the key boxing day is scoring early. We can't allow them to to get comfortable and set in their defensive shape. Um equally we need holds on to the lead on like Fleetwood. I mean, that's, that's the lesson from Wickham as well, isn't it? So it's get I the, think the yeah, score I th- first. We Don't seem to say this in most weeks now, don't we? That is critical. But I think what's also more critical is getting the second goal. That's the, that's what we yeah. haven't done recently against the likes of, was it Lincoln? We scored early, Wolfenden you know, scores early uh, a couple of weeks ago. Fleetwood, Wolfenden scores early, but we don't then take it to that next level and get the second one, which makes it a much, much harder obstacle for the opposition to come back. I think you know if we concede at 1-0 up, then suddenly all these sides have got something to kind of cling on to and hold on to. And if we see that on, you know, God forbid, if they score first on Boxing Day, it could be a real slog. But if we score first and then we equalise, they will suddenly have something to grab onto and they will use all the tricks in the book to, you know, kind of wind the crowd up and start going down and take ages over goal kicks and throw-ins, etc. Uh, just to try and kind of, you know, eke out the, the results. Yeah, FBL tries to low position, high dribbles, trying to attack on the break. That sounds, yeah, certainly viable. Yeah, yeah sit back yeah. And, and then counter quickly. So need to have our heads about us don't we do you want to give your kind of key takeaway seb you mentioned the so like yeah like like we've said i wouldn't expect a rip roaring three nil four nil game you know of the, of the six times we've played them since we came back down there's been four nil nil draws a one nil defeat right before covid curtailed the season back in 2020 and last season's one all draw at uh at the kassam in march so it's not exactly a uh it's not exactly a game that's normally traditionally rife with goals is it 
it is not. And have you, you got a stat here about goals conceded? Yeah, their 22 goals there. conceded overall is the sixth best in the league and exactly the same as ours. So they're not a side that ship goals. Either. That's both home and away for them, but they're not a side that ship goals either. So yeah, I, I would be staggered if there was any more than kind of, you know, two, three goals in this game. Got a stat for you though. What is memorable about the last time we beat Oxford at Portman Road? Do you want the, should I give you the era? It's, it's February 1999. So 98-99 season then? Yes, something memorable in the game happened. Was that one of the 5 nillers? No, no, that was the year before. Oh, was it someone in goal? No, again, that was the year before. That's the Johnson hat trick, the 5-2, I think it was. No, this one is famous for a piece of footage which disappeared for 20 years. Yeah, it was the Marlon Harewood. The miss from... A yard. I it was disappeared there. for twenty years. I was there. It was down your end in the South Stand, wasn't it? No. So this, so this game, I, so I got a half season ticket for a few seasons, and we, and then before that, we bought tickets in random bits in the ground. And right. I think someone got us a ticket in the cob, in the yeah, in the cobbled stand. We were middle of the cobbled and upper tier, and so I was stood, well, sat in the the path of the ball going onto the post. I was directly behind it, so I could see that the ball was on target. And then I could see him deflecting it onto the post. Was it was directing it away from goal? But yeah, that footage I thought was lost forever. And and the, and some guy on Twitter found it, didn't he? Yeah, it never made the season review, unsurprisingly. And then it yeah completely disappeared. I mean, Harewood went on to have a great career, and you know he played for West Ham in the Premier League, and he was part of that amazing Forest side. But yeah, that's what he's that's what he's best known for. It's a, it's a it's probably the worst miss I think I've ever seen. I was I was there. I sit in block F by the by the control room center thing you know so i'm almost right in line with the 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 goal down there at the six yard box and yeah i think it must be the worst miss i've ever seen <laughs> um carl we'll finish this before everything <laughs> yeah. right? Thank, yeah thanks seb setting us up for a deal deal yeah written all over it hope not carl hope not only goal and score more from there um we will be back after this innovation labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across suffolk our aim is to foster innovation entrepreneurship business growth and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more to follow. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you. And are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. 
To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Let's talk about us then, Seb. Uh, we know who's not going to be available generally. Um, and, oh, Jack's job jumped. Evening, Jack. Odds on harness suddenly reappearing. Well, we think he might have been the 19th man last week. He was definitely doing the warm-ups. Um, what's your take on selection choices we've got here? Um, thoughts on Aluko? I think we're probably it's doubtful. That, well, McKenna's kind of downplayed Danessi and Wolfenham, but yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, they're, if they start. Um, what's, your, what's your take? Yeah, so I guess if we work from the, the back out, so we know Walton will play. Danassian and Wolford, I'd be surprised if they both play. If not, I guess Edmondson, I thought, looked pretty decent when he came on against Wickham last week and added a bit of urgency and tempo and ball playing from the back. So I'd have no issue with him starting it alongside uh, Burgess. Vincent Young, I guess, will be the 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 right back if Danassian doesn't make it. Central midfield, I know Evans came on for, was it 20 minutes, 25 minutes against Wickham? But I'd be surprised if he started. They've kind of got to ease him back a little bit, haven't they? So I think it will still be Humphrey and Morsey in the in, in the middle of the park. And then I guess you've got the three behind the striker. And I think Aluko will play. I think it's a game for him where you're going to want people who can break the lines and look to make killer passes. You know, if they, if they kind of sit with a, a a bit of a low block and look to frustrate us, then he's the kind of player I would want on the ball, uh, looking to, to kind of dictate play and make things happen. I guess that would then mean Burns on the right of him, Chapman on the left, like he was against Peterborough when McKenna discussed having him in a slightly wider position to affect his, you know, his penalty box entries. And then I guess, will it be Jackson or, or Ladapo up front? I thought Ladapo was excellent against Wickham, I have to say. I thought mm. he was unlucky with that one at the end, that deflected one that would have been a carbon copy of the Plymouth goal, but his general hold-up play, I thought, was, was superb. I just didn't think there were enough bodies getting into the box to kind of help him out so for me I'd start Ladapo again personally Jackson I think can offer stuff in a wide position with his pace but not through the middle for me personally I'd, I'd have Ladapo up there personally I wonder whether he might he might go Jackson I've got an inkling I don't know why do you think um, I agree with you about Ladapo last week by the way but yeah for some reason I, I quite like what Jackson did in the second half against Peterborough and maybe if you think about it, if you are playing a Luco to release killer through balls and stuff, then I guess maybe you want Jackson's pace on the end of that, don't you? Yeah, who's um I just need to check who's in the back line for Oxford? We've got Kieran Finley. Brown's the left back, isn't he? Finley's yeah. the captain, he's one of the centre backs. Uh the right back, I've forgotten the name of He's twenty seven, so he but he's a unit and then um long as well, Sam Long. Sam Long, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they should yeah. They might not be done by pace then, who knows? But yeah, it'll be interesting to see that one. And I, I think I agree with your assessment on Aluka. I just wonder whether Evans might might start. Do you I, think? I, yeah, I just wonder whether... Do you not rest him up a little bit and maybe look to bring him in for Pompey? Maybe, maybe. I, I think it's more of an assessment from McKenna about um, Humphreys. Are these kind of games the games for Humphreys? I, I'm not so sure. I think Humphreys is good against... You know the, the better teams in this division who are going to play football. If Oxford are not going to play football and they're going to clog up the centre, they're going to try and waste time and shit house. Um, <laughs> do you want um, you know Humphreys in there? I guess he did well enough at Port Vale, didn't he? About did, that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, that's that's my only thought. But and I wouldn't be surprised if Harness is back on the bench either as as an option. And if it's going well, he might get ten minutes into the game with a look to give him kind of you know longer time against uh, against Portsmouth in the, on the midweek game. 
Well, give us your thoughts in the chat as well. We want to hear from you. We're going to go to a um, few people who have given us their opinions there. But do um, do let us know what your what your team would be. Who would be your um, who, who your starting up front and and Edmondson or Wolfenden or Dinasin or whoever. And does Harness get a, a get a go? Who knows? Um, give us your thoughts. Yeah, we talked about Jack's thoughts there on Harness reappearing. Um, Jason here. All teams know how to play against us. Park the bus and hit us on a set piece yeah i mean that is appearing to be our frailties at the moment isn't it but as always i have complete faith in mckenna to you know learn these things analyze them adapt and and and, and yeah well, hopefully we'll go back to that that you know those the, how, how uh, what's the word how strict we not strict how good we were at keeping you know clean sheets and defensively sound we were for the first third of the season surely you know that wasn't a fluke we'll get back to that hopefully sooner rather than later and, and losing Wolford and, and Danassian last week had an effect, didn't it, on the back? It did. Game. Yeah, it did. And obviously, Keogh goes off at half time as well. So, you know, you've, you, you've got a, a, a very makeshift back four throughout that Wickham game. Michael, yeah, I like Harness or Chaplin, but not both. But they were doing so well at the start of the season, weren't they, Michael? That yeah, I quite like them both because they're, they're both, I guess the, the, the good thing is they're both positive players, but they are mm. that sometimes they can kind of cancel each other out a little bit because they will just constantly look to go for, you know, to get shots off and go for goal. But personally, I like them. I like them both. For, I guess if, if everyone was fit, let's say it was a playoff final tomorrow and everyone's fit, I would have Burns, Chaplin, Harness as my three behind a striker. I think I agree. Yeah, a lot of people were speculating that your Oxford trivia was, that was the game where Kieran Dyer scored with a broken leg, but that was definitely Watford. What- Watford. Timothy here. Um, I remember after Mika Hyde broke Dyer's leg, the stadium announced uh, announced yeah. that mum to go to the change rooms. We knew it was bad. Yeah. Um, also, the goal where Mark Vina scored Thunder B. Free and kick. David Johnson's first goal back after his cartilage operation with the white ball because he couldn't score with the yellow ball from December to whenever it was February. So couldn't score in the Premier League and couldn't score with a yellow ball, yeah? Wow. Thank <laughs> God he got us there, though, eh? He got us over the line, didn't he? Uh, although not, didn't score in a playoff final did he or the playoffs he was injured Whatever. we've had this debate for 20 years let's not let's not bring it up now let's not fall out at christmas time again <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to watch one day we'll do a back, drunk one of these live podcasts for everyone and we will have the marcus stewart david johnson debate for about an hour i bet people can't wait to tune have, in and watch that we have promised to commit to do a it might end up needing to be a pre-record but we have thought about doing a drunk drunk podcast where we essentially just drunkenly ramble at each other about Marcus Stewart versus David Johnson. But yes, I remember that. And if you head to my Twitter, my pinned tweet is the the goals that I've posted, the goal footage and, and all of those Watford goals, I think are up there. So fill your boots with those ones. Um, FPL tried to definitely get a season rotation. Yeah, your thoughts yeah. on... Yeah, so you're... Definitely. Thinking Evans for Pompey. Yeah, I just think an away game you know, maybe more physical. I guess we don't, we'll, we'll discuss Pompey in a minute and we, we're not sure what their managers, managerial situation will be. But if we assume that Danny Cowley is in the dugout, we know what kind of game that will be. And I just think of the two, I'd rather have Humphreys, uh, you know, the home crowd against Oxford than I would away at Fratton Park. I'd bring Evans back for that one alongside Morsey, personally. Max is going for Evans from the off. Um, it depends on fitness. I thought he did look a bit, a bit rusty when he came What was he out for? Was it two months? Something like that, yeah. Six weeks, two months, yeah. It was a was decent it chunk out, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was, yeah. I think he missed eight, eight, nine games, I think. I know a couple of them were cup games and stuff, but yeah, I, th- I think that would be a big ask. But but obviously, you know, as we know, if they're back training with the first team, they're pretty much back at match fitness because we train as we play, don't we? So if he's been training for 10 days now with the first team, then potentially he's getting warm, isn't it? If he's uh, if he's uh, training with the first team, then then maybe he can come back in. But I'd, if, if he could guarantee to start one of them, I'd have him at Fratton Park personally. Fair enough. Uh, FBL Jackson means the defence naturally go deeper. 
Mm. That's creating space for Luke, I thought. Yeah, okay. Um, Mullet still continuing. I'm going to disappoint you, Mullet. Will Keane will not sign in January. You don't think? Nope. Why would he? He's playing Security. in the championship. He's, he's out of contract at the end of the season, though. And they're not giving him a new deal, are they? Yeah. He'll... Well, if we're going to stay up, he'll stay there, won't he? I just yeah, I guess. I mean, happen. I'm not, I'm not sure he fits in with how we play. That's my biggest concern. Ever since he, I don't remember him as a oh, a runner or a presser. No, no, yeah, good player. But from what McKenna wants from a striker, you know, it tends to be leading from the front, pressing that kind of thing. I don't remember him being the most athletic and the most kind of you know that, that kind of player personally. But it might have just been how Lambert utilised him as a target man and hoofed the ball to him for a season and a half and then wondered why. Yeah, look how Liam Richardson looked at him. Merry Christmas, yeah. by the way. Um, how's Andre Dezel getting on as well? Um, never mind. Eric, um, go for a Luco. FPR track to go for Evans. Five subs means it's easy to sub people off. Um, Mullet's going for Morsey and Evans in the middle. Edwards, Chaplin, Aluko, off Ladapo. Yeah, also, you, you wouldn't play Burns. That's interesting. He's been off it, hasn't he? He has been off it recently. But... I don't think it was his best day last week, was it? For me, I love Edwards. I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's perfect chaos. But every time he started, I don't find him as effective as when he comes off the bench. So yeah. for me, he would remain a bench option for now. Eric going for Evans. Yeah, a lot of support for Evans. Um, Michael Hope, Morsey gets his shots on target rather than pulling them for well, He's due one, isn't he? He's not scored for a he's while. He's due one. He's due one. I remember the Forest Green goal. That was quality. Mm. Um, Charlton. Oh, moving on. Moving on. Um, he's the st- Stockport <laughs> Berbatov. There you go. Um, and Keane's one of the top scorers in the championship beyond us for the minute, says Jack. Maybe a good summer signing, depending on where we are. And whenever someone says, agree with Rich, there's always a strong likelihood of the comment ending up on the screen. So thank you, Jack. For that, let's do some bits and pieces of news before we finish with Portsmouth and anything else that you guys want to talk about Christmassy wise. Um, we will keep you posted with what we're doing in terms of shows and stuff like that. And there won't be a flagship on Sunday, certainly. Um, but we will do something, at least one or two shows next week um, in between the games and responding. And we may do a post-match after Pompey. Um, given that's on the on the iFollow as well. So keep your eyes peeled on our, on our Twitter as always at Blue Monday ITFC um, and the website bluemondayitfc.co.uk. All of the schedule for shows will be there. Um, Telegram group, if you want to know what's going on, that's an also good option for you as well. The match day chats will be um, alive and kicking during um, Boxing Day on the 29th as well. Um, free for a couple of weeks. So now's a great time. Um, and then a subscription thereafter. Um, merch, um, I'm not sure when our next promo is, but we'll no doubt put a promo out there and you can get some discounted Blue Monday merch. And we've got our giveaway as well, Seb. Um, win FIFA 23 or, or don't get a subscription to Telegram and win free access for the rest of the season. All you need to do is identify one of our two crisp crisp it, which Kringles? It was easy when I wrote it down. I haven't said it out loud yet. So, Crip Switch Kringle, yeah, Crisp Kringle is that is what I'm trying to riff on there. Um, so we just need to, you to identify one of the two Crisp Switch Kringles. <laughs> two, <laughs> one one of the time. two Santas. Um, and if you want to give us the Christmas pun related to their names, they are related, um, which is why we chose them. Um, what to all each you other? need to do. Um, not related to each other, no. <laughs> All you need to do, and, and once for the kind of old, our kind of our era, seven ones for the kids, the likely kids who are going to be playing FIFA 23. All you need to do is email us bluemondayitc at gmail.com 
and tell us, identify one of the two Santas, if you want to do both, fill your boots, and we'll announce our winner after the game on Boxing Day, a copy of FIFA 23 on Xbox, or um, one of two passes for free access to the Telegram group. And we love having people in the Telegram group, don't we, Seb? Absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. We have, we've had the World Cup group open for the last six weeks or so. And now we'll get back to kind of, you know, focusing on on the league stuff and the Premier League stuff and it makes a comeback. It's great. It's a brilliant community. It's not the meltdown that is Twitter. You know, it's 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 a nice, respectful place where the debate rages pretty much 24-7. And it's a, yeah, absolutely fantastic little community we're building. So please come and give it a go. You won't lose anything. If I won that competition, I would have Telegram ahead of uh, FIFA personally because it brings much more joy than FIFA would. And you and you don't have to get the new copy of Telegram next year either. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I thought he, I thought you'll never rage to... quit and throw Telegram against a wall like I probably did many times in the unless you're in me the, in the early two thousands. A little bit of yeah, yeah, house rules. I thought you were going to drift into song then. We it's a magical place. <laughs> Here's the time of season, the time of year for it. Anyway, um, let's go back to the chat before we talk about Portsmouth. Um, Carl, I think Evans back in the side will allow. Morsey to make the third man runs, breaking lines like the start of the season. I feel he's done that less with Humphreys alongside. Um, FPL, I agree with Rich. That agreeing with Rich means you're likely to get your comment on the screen. There you go. Proof if it were needed there, FPL. Um, Michael, do you think they'll push Humphreys into one of the number 10 roles, Seb? No, I don't. No, I think he would drop out and become a bench option and, and come back in when, I mean, Morsey's on eight bookings now is he nine bookings he's he's he he's got a two match much ban pretty much imminently i think might be his next booking or two down the line so he'll be needed again to come back in for there depending on what bodies kind of join us in january i i think he's done brilliantly i think he's done really really well but i would worry about burning him out a little bit i thought he looked a little bit lightweight against wickham last week obviously we know wickham are a big physical side uh, i think he's a excellent player i think he's gonna have a great future in the game hopefully that'll be with us because he looks like a real real gem however there will be times when i think it's more beneficial for his development to help him sit out a week maybe uh and not risk any kind of burnout you know and also let's remember that evans and morsey have played hundreds of games together haven't they for, That's true. for wigan at this level you know they've won leagues promotion with wigan and stuff so you've got that natural kind of sink there as well so Hopefully. he's done superbly he's done brilliant player uh i prefer him as a central midfielder not a number 10 or or one of the ones behind the three <clears throat> but sometimes he might just have to drop out a little bit and kind of you know have his development aided that way eric straight to the point no We'll see, we'll see. I think he can play on the left, though, um, if needed, Humphrey. So we will see there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that like that convalent bond, Rosie yeah. Evans, I think. And David Let's not forget, I mean, for... Evans was probably in the running for player of the year, wasn't he, before the injury? Certainly Still in the top be. two or three. You know, those those big switches out to the fullbacks was a hell of a weapon in the first kind of, you know, up until he got injured and we've missed that. Um, thank you, David, for advocating for Telegram on our behalf. We um, highly recommend it and enjoy it as well. But thank you as one of the, the great community there. Um, thank you for the kind words. Let's talk about Pompey then. Um, Max here, hoping that Pompey don't yeah, I Cowley agree. until we play them. Smack them 5-0 and said Cowley off on star. There's a little bit of a, a rivalry there. With, I don't like Pompey anymore no, either, Sid. That kind of We talked about it earlier in the season, the, the whole um, cash... Um, money bags IFC and all yeah. that yeah. nonsense and and yeah. and their shit I've used that three times today. I'm gonna <laughs> have to put an explicit mark on the podcast audio for that. But their antics really don't. I really don't like it, and it's not going well there at the moment, though, is it? Well, no. But do you remember we did the pre-match show for the game back in uh, October, whenever it was, and we said all their stats are 
kind of, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th. They are pretty much mid-table for all their stats. But at that time, they were flying high. And we kind of said, you'd like to think they'll naturally kind of get found out. And that's exactly what's happened, isn't it? Let's be honest. They've been on an awful, awful run, culminating with the dreaded vote of confidence this week in the manager by the uh, uh, by the owners. They're currently sat 10th in the league. They've won seven, drawn eight, uh, lost four, goal difference of, of, of plus four. They are 23rd in the sixth-game form table with four draws and two successive 2-0 defeats to Wickham and the, the coupon buster that was MK last weekend. I don't think any of us saw, even with the new manager bounce at MK, I don't think any of us saw that one coming. They haven't won at Fratton Park uh, in the league since the 13th of September, which was a 2-1 win over Peterborough. So that's closing in now on, what, three over three months now. So you can understand why the the natives are getting restless. Um, they are very streaky. Before that, they'd won six on the bounce. They drew with Plymouth. They lost to us, and that kind of triggered off a you know, a bit of a capitulation and a bit of a dodgy run of form. And, and only one win in the league since then, which was away at Forest Green, who are kind of one of the, the whipping boys. So it is not a happy place at the moment, is it? Not a happy home life. Moderately better in the cup, aren't they? <laughs> Do they? Did you get the grass stains out of your trousers? Um, yeah, including def- including knocking us out of the pizza cup. So they're still yeah. in the FA Cup as well. So weirdly, yeah. they are reserving their best form for the cup. Well, wait, what didn't the they win the pizza cup last year? I imagine that. Or was it two years ago? I think they won the pizza. Uh, not, sorry, not the pe- yeah, the pizza cup. Yeah, I think they won it one year when they were down here. So I think they beat Sunderland. Yeah, in the final. Right? So yeah, they've got they've got form in that competition. But yeah, the owner came out, didn't he? The quote was: "These moments are when you support your manager, and that is why we are giving Danny our hundred percent support. We really believe what we have inside the building will negate what has been a difficult period. So yeah, I think once you get the dreaded vote of confidence from the owner." The writing is very much on the wall. They're away at Exeter, aren't they, on Boxing Day? So let's have a, a solid one-all draw there. We'll do. And then, yeah, we'll batter them 4-0 or 4-1 like it was last season. And Cowley gets sacked on the Friday morning. That'd be nice. Yeah, worth mentioning that win last season, which was you know up there with the Wickham yeah. away performance. It's just weird, yeah. unexpected wins that yeah. we never built on really under Paul Cook. But... Yeah, they were. He was under pressure at that point, if I remember rightly, as well, and turned it around. But I think that was the game where one of his old Pompey journalists, as he walked in, he didn't have a bit of a to and fro with one of the old journalists. I think he said, like, you know, can you please write something positive tonight or something like that? I can't remember. And yeah, that was around the time when I thought if we were to lose it, then. Cook might be in trouble a little bit earlier than he was. But yeah, we, we, we really took that night, didn't we? A 4-1 victory. Apart from that result, our record at Fratton Park, I, I can't remember it being decent at all, personally. No, you know, I was going to quickly look that up while you... Um... We were there three years ago in the torrential monsoon. Oh, we lost. We lost 1-0. They scored an absolute thunder bastard from outside. The, I think it was Ronan Curtis. Under the uh, people, just after half-time and Chambers got sent off and NCR had to be subbed after about half an hour because mm. Ellis Harrison was tearing him a new one. Um, but apart from that, I don't remember our record there being amazing. No, well, we had, I mean, a, a big old gap in the fixtures. Yeah. A lot of FA Cup ties in there. But prior to prior to the noughties, um, yeah, we were pretty dominant over them. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, before that 4-0, um, we beat them in the league um, in February 2012. Michael Chopra right, scored. Okay. I don't remember that one at all. No. Um, Ipswich's team, Lee Barrett, Cresswell, Smith, Delaney, Edwards, Drury, Emmanuel Thomas, Higher, McMartin, Chopra, Murphy. Um, I don't remember that one at all. Um, if anyone else can remember that one, then good luck to you. But yeah, uh, yeah, not not a bad record overall. We've won more games than we've lost and drawn 
13. So yeah, positive record okay. there, but we should be taking advantage. And you know, yes. there are injuries there. There are certainly, the, he's moved to three at the back because of injuries to the right back. Um, and the, and the goals and assists are drying up as well. They're this drying is the story. Up. They need really. to utilize the league on Harry Kane, don't they? But they're not doing it for whatever reason. They uh, they have him on the books and they're not they're not using him. So Colby Bishop is still the top scorer with nine goals, but he's he's not scored in December yet. Owen Dale is the top assister with four, but again, not assisted in December. So their kind of key players are, you know, hitting bad runs of form, which is coinciding with their awful run of form, which is coinciding with the pressure growing on the uh, uh, on the manager, Dane Scarlett, the young prospect they got from he's from Spurs, isn't he? Yeah. Um he, He's only got one goal since September, which is the one against us in the Pizza Cup. So he's kind of, you know, they've kind of dried up from a, a goal-scoring point of view there as well. Josh Caroma, the guy from Huddersfield, who scored an absolute worldie, I think, the weekend before they played us yeah. in that crazy two-all game at, at Plymouth. His goals are dried up. He's uh, He's got a goal and assist in the Pizza Cup against Stevenage. He got an assist against us in the Pizza Cup, but nothing since early October. So their key players are really struggling for them at the moment. And, and the rest of the stats kind of tell the story in terms of you know their position in the league they're they're kind of competing where their xg would have them in the league table they're ninth overall for expected goals they're 12th best for clean sheets um surprising stats they're fifth for average possession um four and four nearly 55 percent possession on average per game 57 percent at home and again it's how kind much of the of that flip- is, i wonder how much that is lambert ball maybe 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 knocking it um, around the, the back but 23rd for big yeah. chances created and that tells a story for bishop i guess um first for accurate long balls though that possibly <laughs> doesn't surprise anyone no um so we'll we'll have to see what's going on there but not a happy home life as you say hopefully some confidence boosting performance against oxford for us on boxing day and go to that game full of confidence and um yeah, yeah, we need to, we need to take one. advantage of that because obviously they'll be up for it given this rivalry that's developed over the last two three years, and I guess that's been kind of flamed by the Michael Jacobs thing eighteen months ago. So they'll be they'll look to build up. You know, it's, it can be a hostile place to go, Fratton Park. So we need a good result against Oxford to then take a load of confidence into that. And if we can keep the ball, score early, dictate play, those native fans will be getting on Cowley's back straight away, and we can use that to our advantage. And wouldn't it be lovely to hear you getting sacked in the morning, ringing round from the away end as we're five nil up, and the next day gets fired merry christmas a nicer bloke <laughs> festive joy being spread yeah. here on yeah. the blue monday podcast let's go through um the chat any um anyone who want to help metal jace out with car parking at the range i'm not sure about that one if anyone knows about where to park um for the oxford game then do let um jace know about that if you're there early enough and you don't need a quick getaway it's only about four pound fifty to park at the uh at the, the port isn't it these days mm. yeah but, yeah, but if you need a quick getaway don't do that <laughs> you you use your parking app and you can find loads i park in hadley road sainsbury's normally but it's about a 15 minute walk 10 minutes that's walk. not too much further than the range is it so no yeah it's another two minutes i think so yeah fbl um on humphreys even burley took dire out the team every so often humphreys similar um carl i can see ball and camera both being unregistered we can so we can sign two in jan yeah we can sign two can't we as it stands we've got two squad places free as it stands at the moment then obviously you deregister ball because he's not going to feature so there's your three players and i guess you make a a judgment call on on kamara if you if you need to you know ball will definitely be deregistered and you can sign three i guess luongo taylor and a striker ticks those boxes and, and like Carl says there if you do sign a striker maybe you send a had me out on loan to try and build some build some confidence again and you know getting some football in his legs because he, he looks a bit off it at the moment let's be fair doesn't he yeah the joy continues for Cowley <laughs> Charlie talking about Cowley tears caused by Ipswich uh, Jack Humphreys on the bench is cover for, for the two pivots 
but also a very energetic late sub for any of the attacking midfielders yep. yet. Oh, I agree. agree with that. Michael, I remember Portsmouth under Harry spending loads of money. That Got worked out well, didn't it? With Defoe and Crouch and Nico Crankier and Salt Campbell was there for a while, wasn't yep. he? And Distan, David, and David James. James, Glenn Johnson, Carnu winning the FA Cup and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, could even be used, I, I, Humphreys, I assume that is tacky enough, but yeah, yep. I think on that. Um, what else have we got? Um, evening to Sully, sorry. No need to apologise, Sully. It's cold in New York, so you have to get the computer warmed up. Don't worry about that, but great to have you with us. Thank you for joining in. Um, Jason here, got some good players at Pompey, just not managed right at the moment. Yeah, I wonder. I, I remember chatting to Gab, certain... Um, our friend EFPL, EFPL blogger and sort of saying Cowley's style of play feels to me not necessarily suited to a team seeking to uh, go for promotion. It is a bit McCarthy-esque, dare I say, but it was working last season for them. But yeah, maybe um, dropped off a little bit of a, a cliff there. We'll see. Um, it was the second, yeah, Sun beat Sunderland in the second. Yeah. Sun- is there a third season of Sunderland? Till I it's not a third yeah. series. Apparently it's a one-off. Give them a third, end, it a, oh, okay. end it on a happy note to say how they finally got back to the championship and stuff. Yeah. Um, evening to Kiel again. Harness would like to play against Pompey. Yeah, great shout, Chaplin. Of course he would. Yeah. Too as well. Um, evening to Lee. Great to have you with us. Um, uh, Pompey, you have a great team, says Michael. But um, Pickett can't get scored a free kick, didn't he, against Stevenage, I think? He scored one in the league, I think a penalty, and one in the Pizza Cup. Yeah, it's just not worked out for him. I, I, there's no recall clauses there or break clause in the deal. So. I guess if there was, they'd probably send him back rather than, you know, keep him because he's just not featuring at all. And then we'd maybe look to move him on elsewhere. Mutual agreement, Jobby, though. I think sure the thing where all, if all three parties agreed, you could do it. But I don't think we'd agree to that, would we? Because we no. don't, I guess we want to take whatever contribution to his wages we can get. It's just not worked out for him here. He'll move on at some point. But um, but but yeah, I guess the, the, the ideal scenario, he'd have gone there, scored 15, 20 goals. They'd have lost in the playoffs and they'd have signed him permanently. But I don't think that'll be happening now. Um, mullet about that 1-0 at Pompey that I talked about with that team dark days FBL's had therapy to block out I, yeah there is a big gap in my knowledge what is that 11-12 that so that's that's Paul Jewell's only full season isn't it yeah Jet yeah. in there as well yeah yeah. I need to look back on that one I just yeah that season quite a lot of that year I've yeah definitely that must be, the, that must be this... the Jimmy Bullard Keith Andrews Lee Bowyer midfield years yeah the oldest the right. oldest central midfield in the league yeah, um, yeah, Lee confirming Pompey not up for at the moment. Fan proper turning on Cowley, um, probably give us a good game. Um, as we were, as we've been dropping points of late, yeah. Um, Nick, evening to you, our friends at Erith and Belvedere. Um, how we do at Port- Portsmouth probably depends on how we play in the result against Oxford. I don't know, Seb, your thoughts on that one? I think we approach every game, don't we, in a positive manner, regardless well, of the game before has gone. We, we normally bounce back very well, don't we? That's tends to be the, the what's happened recently. So losing last weekend, you'd like to see a reaction. I think the last time we lost, we went and won three on the bounce straight away, didn't we? So hopefully we'll see a similar reaction to that and have an amazing Christmas period. Evening to Ian, our, our resident Darlington fan. Um, still top of the league, not bad for a part-time fan and club. I'm sure you copy and paste that every time, Ian. But great to have you with us. Eric's son, Storkin, Burley and M&S. What was he buying? Socks. That's what you buy this time of year in M&S, isn't it? Socks. High quality biscuits would be my uh, bet. Oh, yeah, in a tin. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and chocolate coins as well. Uh, we're, yeah. we're now getting all of Harry Redknapp's signings. Modric, Luar, Luar. 
Oh yeah, yeah Luar Luar, yeah. There you go. Um Lee, they've been better off signing Leicester people. <laughs> I think we'll um we, if you want any last predictions, shout outs. We didn't we haven't really given predictions, Seb, so we'll do that in a second. We'll remind people that we are back for podcasts at some point next week. So do keep your eyes peeled. Um if you've enjoyed this and we and it's good numbers, so You've been putting off your Christmas wrapping, so good on you. Um, we would continue, but you've got to get back there. Either wrap presents or watch the darts. That's your choice. Use um, tinfoil, it's easier. Tinfoil, yeah. Um, turn the present on the diagonal if you've not, if you accidentally cut your wrapping paper too short. There you go. Citizen's advice. Um, but we appreciate you being with us um, Christmas Eve Eve. Um, and if you're listening to this over the Christmas period as well, ahead of Boxing Day and Portsmouth, um, thank you for joining us with us. Um, we hope you've had a restful and a relaxing one. Um, and um, do give us a thumbs up and a subscribe if you haven't already as yet. We appreciate that. Thank you to David for the super chat. Um, we appreciate that as well. Um, but yeah, so I'll, um, let's get some predictions from you, shall we? Um, Oxford and Portsmouth. Oxford 1-0 to Ipswich. Tough, tight game. Might not be that pleasing on the eye. Might be quite nervy. But as I said a minute ago, we do tend to bounce back quite well from defeats. So I think that one will be a low-scoring win. And then Pompey, I think we will win that one as well, take advantage of Cowley's breakdown and the, the, the fans getting on his back. So I'll go for a 3-1 win at Fratton Park um, before Lincoln, which I guess we'll discuss at some point next week for, uh, for the New Year's Day game. So yeah, two, two wins, a 1-0 and a 3-1. I'm going for a pair of 1-0s for us. <laughs> there you go. Narrow squeaky bum type wins but wins nevertheless which is what yeah what we need get give everyone a bit of a perk me up before we get to the january window won't we so um we'll come to your predictions in a second just a reminder before we disappear do um enter our christmas giveaway all you need to do is identify one of the two christmas santas ipswich town players in disguise there fifa 23 or free access to our telegram group up for grabs all you need to do is email blue monday itfc at gmail.com with your answer. It's also on our Twitter if you are listening to it on the podcast. Um, closing um, entries for that is Boxing Day after the game against Oxford. Um, let's go to the chat before we let Seb say goodbye. Um, yeah, uh, but, 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 but thanks, Charlie. Enjoy Christmas, everyone, he says. See you, Boxing Day. One nil to us. Horse hollerer. Cheers, chaps. Lovely stuff. Merry Christmas, everyone. Roll on Boxing Day. Three nil. Town says Eric. Four nil says Mullet. Consistency. Yeah. Um, presumably, if we sign Will Keane, that will become every week four nil. Will Keane hat trick and Morsey. I assume Ladapa will be relegated. Flim Flam, seven points from the next three games. Nine points, even better. Lee, nice win boxing day and happy Christmas, guys. Happy Christmas to you as well. FBO Tractor, given the binary nature <laughs> nature of recent games for Oxford, I'm going for a six five. Four goals from that. I'm really glad for your benefit fbi we didn't do predictions this week and no nothing suspicious about that i just couldn't no clearly not no i won two weeks ago and you didn't acknowledge it last week and then presumably joe must have won last week and it's not even mentioned this week so yeah there we go nothing sinister folks (sighs) exhale and that's why i'm the host i can do what i want uh Carl, prediction, Town 1 in Oxford, Morsey and Wolfie bookings over six quarters per town. Request a bet. Yeah, very specific. Um, love that. Jack's going nil-nil. Oh, oh come on, Jack. He's a bit, he's a bit worried. Um, Tim remembers Horidison in that Pompey team. Oh, yeah. Um, Alex going for a pair of two nils and a partridge in a pear tree. Michael, I'm going for a mad 5-2 win. We Oxford and a 2-1 loss at Portsmouth. Hey, 2-0 at Pompey, says Jack. 
3-1 Oxford says Sully and a scruffy one all, 2-0 and 2-1. Um, Nate Beck, big win at home to Oxford in the beginning of a mega winning spree. We are due. Yeah, it'd be nice to go on a bit of a streaky run, wouldn't it? Um, Horsewell are both 5-2 as per <laughs> whatever season that was. We've got 2-0 and a 1-0 from Kiel. We've got a 1-0 Pompey from Eric. 2-1 win. Oh, here we go. 2-1 win from Carl away at Pompey. Thanks, FBL. Um, David's going for a 1-0 against Oxford. 2-0 at Pompey. And uh, Mullet's Christmas wish is Will Keane. Will Keane hat-tricks so every week. Every weekend. There we go. And FBL, I definitely won predictions. There's a smiley face. I don't know you'll, if that's a... You'll never know FPL. You'll never, never know, know, unfortunately. I've lost the spreadsheet. I'll have to start again. Um Burwellian, we mentioned John Walter joining the backroom stuff at Fleetwood. We haven't mentioned that. I'm not sure we've got much of an angle to that, so apart from good luck to him. Yeah, very much so. Good luck to him, like you say. I'm not sure what the link. I don't know if he knows Scott Brown from a previous life. I'm not sure. But but yeah, good luck to him. You know, it's a his technical director role there, isn't it? He's, he's also a link up with Waterford in, in Ireland as mm. well, isn't there? So I guess he'll be looking to facilitate player trading between the two and develop some youngsters. So yeah, very much good good luck to him and hopefully he does well there. Max going for a scrappy 2-0, Jason 3-1, Max going for, so scrappy 2-0 at Oxford, Pompey 3-1 to us, Michael, Merry Christmas everyone, enjoy the cold, Merry Christmas to you David as well, great pod Eric, thank you everyone who's joined us tonight, Merry Christmas to all of you and yours, look after yourselves, um, hope to see many of you next week, um, Carl, first time watching a live show from you guys, enjoyed it, thank you so much, um, every Merry Christmas and bloody good 2023. Here's to a town promotion. I think we can all look forward to that. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone from me. Um, Seb, Merry Christmas, mate. Thank you, as always, for all your hard work. And I'll let you sign off properly. And we lost at Wickham because Joe did something different. I I, I shouted. As soon as I I stopped recording, I said to Joe, that better not come back to haunt you. So (laughs) you know what you need to do, mate. You know what you need to do. No pressure. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to you, Rich. Thank you for, for hosting and hope everyone has a great time with their families and stuff. Here's to an excellent three points against Oxford on Boxing Day, followed by an excellent three points at Fratton Park in midweek. Come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.